Alright, folks, shit just got real, real quick. Say what I think you're gonna say. I don't even know. No. I was just gonna say we got a car seat in our car. Oh. <laughs> what were you thinking? But you told me a minute ago. Oh, no. Oh, my God. What do you think? I don't know. I'm, a, I'm, a over, I'm a overshare, but I'm not that big of an overshare. Jeez. Anyway. Go on. What do you think about me? Go on with You're Tyler thing. Griffith. <laughs> That's great. Sounds like a great thing to be Tyler Griffith. Wow. Oh, I'll go. Thank you, Acura. Um, so I was going to say, I looked back there, and Kelsey was like, can you see the baby? In the seat. He's like, can you see seat. like where the baby would be? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, is he cute? <laughs> and I said, he's not in there. <laughs> You told the story more. <laughs> you just said we were in the car and I looked in the back seat. You started it off with Let me try again. I looked back there. Let me try again. People don't know we're back I got in the car and then I looked in the rear view mirror and then you can see the other mirror in that mirror. So Kelsey was like, Can you see the baby? And then I said, The baby's not in there. That's bad, too. I didn't say, can you see the baby in there? <laughs> Retelling jokes. See, this is why I can never be a comedian, though. Because I'd go up there and I'd tell the story horrible. And I'd just be like, dang it. That went bad um, again. Let me try again. Let's try this joke one more time. There was a car. The car had four doors. It's a silver one. I climbed into the driver's seat. Kelsey went to the passenger seat. The end. That's all. That was terrible. Goodbye, friends. Experience true vulnerability, how to overcome trials. You will laugh, cry, and experience everything in between. Welcome to the King of Corona Podcast. Brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Oh, yeah. All right. In Christianity, is it necessary to repent and be forgiven of everything you do wrong? Or is that just Mormonism? Because I was talking to Kelsey, and I was like, how do you feel about being judged for your whole life by God one day? Because that's the way I grew up. Is like everything you do is being watched, and it's almost like a movie is going to play back for you of your whole life, and you're going to see exactly like, what you did right and wrong, and like be judged for it. How bizarre, huh? And then I had questions, and I was like, what if you're bad for three years, and then you're really good for the rest of your life? And then you said... You have to be forgiven. You have to repent and be forgiven. I'm like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Do you have to ask for forgiveness? Mormonism's, forgive? Mormonism, you have to go to talk to your bishop. And be forgiven. Hmm. Like you have to confess your sins. Yeah. And then he what can. What if you don't confess your sins and you just bear? Then you haven't gone through the full like repentance process. So that's like with me when I had that affair. Because I kind of buried it, and in my heart I felt like. I felt like I wasn't gonna do it again. I felt really remorseful and like horrible about it. But I felt like I needed to confess 
to Jamie that was it. Yeah. You know? So I'm trying to figure out, like, can you bury something? So what if somebody has an affair? So they stay married to somebody their whole life. Never tell them. Uh-huh. What will Judgment Day look like for that person? Exactly my thought. What do you think? Oh, well, people can't hear you right now. I'll wait for you. Because you're way over there. I don't know. Take it. I don't know. Like, I just don't. Like, when people have that saying, take it to the grave. Mm -hmm. Okay, what if you take something to the grave? Are you not forgiven? Ever? You just take it to the grave? That's what doesn't make sense, is... This life, and this is, I'm just going based off of what I learned growing up. But this is like your trial when you prove yourself to end up in one of the three kingdoms. Celestial, terrestrial, and telestial. And so, if it's your trial, and you kept something all the way to the grave, that was like really big, and you never like actually got forgiveness like the Mormons teach, then... They, they make it sound like you still have another chance after this life to do it against you. Then you're like, so what's the point? I know some more. But they're like, it'll be way harder in the next life, though. Way harder. It's like, what? Who told you this? I know some Mormons who are cheating or have cheated and they're taking it to the grave. Uh-huh, me too. It's like very interesting concept. Very interesting. But my question is, mm-hmm. when you die... Yeah? And then I die, and I go to heaven. Are you gonna be with Jamie in heaven? Because <laughs> I'm guys sealed got to her. Sealed, and then <laughs> I'm just up there like, "Hello, you guys." No, because I'm not. <laughs> I'm not living up to my covenants. So. And I'm just fellowshipped. So if I died, I'm basically unworthy. So say someone who's still worthy. Mm-hmm. I can think of someone in particular, but we won't say their name. Okay. Say, they're still very good Mormons. Yeah. In the first... Oh, <laughs> Is it cracked? Mmm. Probably more of it. <laughs> oh, my God. The first husband or wife dies. They stay Mormon. They get remarried Mormon. Mm-hmm. And they're still Mormon as they die. Like, do they have two husbands? I don't know, because we talked about this the other day with Jack and Rose on Titanic. <laughs> where she met Jack and was with him for like 16 oh, yeah. seconds. <laughs> and then she spends her whole life with this other guy and has grandkids and a whole life of memories. And then she dies and she goes to Jack. And I was like, honestly, if you played this out in real life, what would happen is the husband of like 60 years would come up to Jack and push him down the stairs. Uh-huh. Like, the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> and she'd be like, this is my one true love. This is my true love. This little stupid artist that drew a picture of you naked and that's all you guys have? <laughs> yes. So I guess no one really knows. I guess we'll see, huh? That's why I think it's a bunch of bullshit. I think it's scare tactics to keep people to do, like, what you want them to do. Like, think about how sad that is for people that their whole life have to hang on to the idea of a belief just because they're so scared they're not going to see that person ever again. Like, to me, a loving God would, like, reconnect those people because he's a loving God. Like, yeah. I, if I was a parent to Sophie and Tucker and Austin and Cam, mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't say like that's a lot of kids. That's a lot of kids. <laughs> but if they went through something, I wouldn't want them to be punished forever. Like they're like they died and yeah. then they came to me and I was the judge. I'd be like, I know you tried your hardest and like I fucking made it really hard on you, didn't I? It's really confusing. I threw a million different religions in your face yeah. and I like made it seem like this was right and then this was right and then you met this person and then it changed your belief about this and this and like that was me. I'm the one that put all these people in your path and like really yeah. fucked your head up. And so I appreciate you like for trying really hard and like who would you like to be with? My question is there's so many people dying every day. How does each person get judged? Well, <laughs> there's a waiting period. So the judgment wow. day doesn't happen until Jesus comes back and reigns on earth. So Mormonism, he's supposed to come reign. So he comes from like the clouds or whatever. And then like the wicked are destroyed and killed off. And the righteous become immortal. They change. In the twinkling of an eye, they become like a never dying being. They basically like... If they're already dead. Oh, no, because they translate. The people that are alive when he comes back. Oh. So if you're like one of his like righteous followers and he comes back and you're like a believer and you're teaching about him and stuff, then you just convert to one of his like... You get to live forever? Yeah, you don't die. You don't have to experience a death. Okay, so what do you just keep getting older and older and older and older and older or do you stay the age that you are when know. he comes back? I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. But then after that thousand years of doing work so that mormons believe that there's going to be all that temple work done for every soul that ever died yeah and then everybody that's dead their spirit is going to have the opportunity to reject or accept the truth if they reject it then they don't go to heaven they don't go to like the best place if they accept it then they're able to be saved and then that's when god jesus judge everybody oh and people go to their respective So the people haven't been places. judged already that have been dead? Mm-mm. So what are they doing? So some are in spiritual paradise, and some are in spiritual, like, prison. Oh. Yeah, so the ones that were bad, like, instead of just, like, going to a happy place, they're stuck in a bad place. Mm. And then they're trying to get converted to be better people. But because they didn't do it in this life, it's a lot harder. Okay. Interesting. That's all I have to say. Here's my real question. My salad. Hmm. If you sat down <clears throat> with your buddy. Yeah. And tried to write an idea of religion. It won't be that hard to come up with. Like a different outside like the box. A different like different one? Yeah, because there's like the Matrix. Yeah. There's Ready Player One, there's like Jesus, there's Buddha, there's like Allah, Allah, so much like Zeus and like yeah. those gods. And it's like... We could come up with one, you uh -huh. and I, and we could bury it in the dirt. And then someone in 200 years will find it. And yeah. they're like, this is the real... <laughs> you know, this is like the point I always try to make. What if everything, so like there's a big storm, like Noah, when the earth got flooded. Uh -huh. And so everything disappears. And then slowly like the mountain peaks of like Mount Everest start to like, 
Like that's like the only thing that really surfaces yeah. above the water. Mm -hmm. So maybe most of like all of human history is like a hundred miles below the ocean. You know? Wow. And so maybe right now what we've found with like dinosaur bones and like scriptures and all this stuff is what if these people had developed already as far as we are now and they had authors like J.J. Rawlings or whatever that person's name is that yeah. were like Harry Potter and I mean they somebody wrote a fiction thing about this guy Christ and then we yeah. found it and we're like this is the truth could be like Harry Potter could be just a smart person that like had a creative <laughs> brain yeah and thought up a person that could save us all because he was having a hard time dealing with death that's trippy or she or it, That's or true. them, or they. Oh, yeah, make sure. What if it was a them, they that wrote the scriptures <laughs> back in the day? Could be. What if civilization is so far getting gone right now that we're at the same point that people were back in the day right before the end happened? What if Jesus really does come back, though? Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. It'd be cool if it was real. I think if Jesus came back, half the world would actually have a heart attack because it's actually happening. And they're like, oh, I knew it! And their hearts would explode because they're so excited. And the other half, like like me, would be like, oh, oh shit, oh. it's real. <laughs> oh, crap! And Jesus would be like, gotcha. I'd be yeah. like, well, what does this mean, Jesus? I think we'd have a little heart-to-heart. He would understand me. You know? I love that. I think he might say things like, did you have to go so extreme with everything? And I'd be like, I don't, you made me. <laughs> I, I don't like to be like this. I actually hate it. Mm. You think I really wanted to run 100 miles just because... I was like, no, I read about it and I heard how horrible it was and I needed to experience it for myself? Question mark? <laughs> Question mark. What? What is that? I don't know. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> what do we start with? Repenting. Oh yeah, repent. Get your stuff in order. Jesus is coming. Kelsey just had her non-stress test at the doctor's. <laughs> we thought we were going to get all this crazy, awesome information on and what's going ultrasound. on. And an ultrasound. And the stress test, they said, all right, we have this for your doctor. And we're like, well, what did, why did he need that? We'll have your doctor discuss it with you. Yeah. Okay, why did we need these ultrasounds? Just requested by your doctor. And they're like, what were you, you asked, what were you looking for? Oh, just the, the things the doctor requested. Nothing greater than keeping people in suspense <laughs> while they're waiting for a human being to enter this world. <laughs> right? Seriously. It's like, just tell us, what you, what are you looking for? What do you think? I have no idea. They measured his, they got his heart rate. Yep. That was normal. Mm -hmm. They measured his stomach. Yep. That seemed normal. She showed us his foot. And his face. <laughs> I squishes his face up What do you think the doctor is concerned about? I don't know. He didn't say to us. Is it just at this point of your pregnancy, this is what they do? Because the baby's not here? I don't know anyone else who's done a stress test. Yeah, so when you 
looked it up. What did it say about online? What was the Google horrific it comment? It just said that they, it's like a contraction stress test. To make and sure you can have contractions? They measure the baby's heart rate when I start having contractions. So they basically think that you're going to have a difficult delivery, I think. Yeah. And then I think they were measuring, because I'm not dilating. So I think they were measuring him to see, like, how big he, his head is or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any idea. What if you have the next Andre the Giant baby? Oh, my gosh. And he comes out and he's just a huge monster. She did say he's got some big cheeks. Yeah. Did you I, see them? They were cute. They cute little cheekies. Oh. <laughs> We had a stress test. No idea what for. We think everything's okay. Yep. But we have our induction plan for Tuesday night at 9 p.m. So if the baby doesn't come this weekend, we will have a baby probably Wednesday. Peace, homes. Alright, so my house, our house, is getting listed right now to be sold. And so... We are having a baby, and like right now, I think Kelsey's going into labor. I'm pretty sure. But uh, so, the realtor, my brother, who's listing the house, felt bad, so they gave us these like little coupon things to go to this ice cream shop called Josh and John's. And so we went there, and my son, that's six years old, he's like, "Can I get a waffle cone with two scoops?" I was like, I'm pretty sure that's way too much for you. And he's like, you never know. <laughs> so I got it for him. You should Google it and see. I want to see how many grams of sugar are in a double scoop waffle chocolate cone. chip cookie dough with a <laughs> waffle cone. And this kid just devoured it. Uh -huh. Oh, so you know what you should be when you grow up? What? You should be in those those uh, eating competitions where you see if you can eat like a thousand hot dogs in like an hour. Like Joey Chestnut. <laughs> What if you could do that? Good job. What? Yesterday he drank that full Gatorade. Yeah. He's got a big appetite, huh? Yours, your How little, your uh, ice cream sandwich. Did you look at the thing? I wonder how much that has. Well, I only ate half. I know, but those cookies are like so thick. I bet it's they have a lot of sugar. Can you even take a bite of it or is it too big? I think it's crazy the serving sizes for America, like how much they'll give one person. Do you want calories or sugar? Sugar. Sugar. Nice calories first. Dad, huh. I think that mine is less sugary than Austin's. Yours is less sugary than Austin's? Yeah. Probably. And I only have. The banana split probably had a ton. Because we had caramel and hot fudge and whipped cream. Oh my gosh. What? Ours. What is it? Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, oh my gosh, everything it is listed. Oh, yeah. Huh? I gotta find this. But, uh, also, Kelsey is in denial right now. <laughs> She's having a baby pretty much in the car. 
she's just laughing about it like it's funny until the rest of us it's I'm not we're not we're not really part of the joke none of us really understand so, the funny part it's just so hard how do you know when to go like how do you once know? it starts to hurt really bad and like you keep going like this every time you take a step I can't walk I don't think that's a good sign <laughs> like I think I might be going into labor. Do you, would you like to be like carried on a stretcher? That's how no! you want to go. No. Okay, so once you get to the point where walking's uncomfortable, I think it might be time. Yeah. Anyway, we gotta go take Kelsey to the hospital. Goodbye. Okay, People are waiting for that. All right. So, is how many grams of sugar in Austin's? Well, it just said two scoops. So who knows what his. Did you do waffle cone? Yeah, two scoops waffle cone. 68 grams of sugar. 68 grams of sugar, folks. How about a sandwich? <laughs> that, my friends, is how you end up with diabetes. Bye. <laughs>